Hello, everybody. The time is here. The day is nigh. The NFL season starts tonight. <laughs> we are here for our uh, week one NFL episode of Debatable. Woo! I just want y'all to know that Lamar Jackson just scored another touchdown for me. It's okay. It's unsustainable. Wait. Um, we're going to dive right in. I'm gonna, we're going to talk about fantasy first, right, Austin? Yes, we are. So... We had a nice little fantasy episode where we live-streamed our draft. We had comments from a couple of people in the league, and due to some technical difficulties, thanks to a certain Austin Ray, <laughs> we lost all of our content there. So, we're putting this bad boy together. But just to let y'all know, um, we got a 12-team PPR league that's point per reception for those who don't know. Uh, I'm playing Austin this week. It's week one. I'm going to go ahead and go over my my roster. So I've got Lamar Jackson, the quarterback, who right now, before halftime, is sitting at 24 points. He will be the number one fantasy quarterback. I'm letting everybody know that now. Um, I've got David Johnson, Joe Mixon, Kenny Dolliday, Christian Kirk, Odre Howard, Devonta Freeman. I've got the Chargers defense. I went and picked up Matt Bryant for as my kicker. On my bench, I've got Robbie Anderson, uh, Kenyon Drake, James Washington, uh, Jack Doyle, Cole Beasley, and Kalen Milage, and Darrell Walker from Oakland as tight end. <clears throat> I think I've got a pretty solid lineup. I went really heavy running back. I didn't even get a uh, receiver until the fourth round. We won't go over the strategy because it's a little late for that since the season's already started. So what's your lineup look like? So I've got I got my boys D-Breezy, Drew Brees. Um, I got Josh Jacobs. I got Duke Johnson, Michael Thomas, OBJ, Hunter Henry. Adam Thielen, uh, the Dallas Cowboy defense, and Jake Elliott as my kicker. On my bench, I have Emmanuel Sanders, Darius Geis, Sam Darnold, Rashad Penny, Mason Crosby. I also have, man, or sorry, my thing slowed down. And I got Kiki Kuti. Um, that thing was a mistake. You know, it was it was late rounds. It was late rounds. I was just trying to get somebody that I thought. Uh, not even necessarily would produce, but I was trying to fill the draft spot. But um, so today is an exciting day, as as you know, we're we're both cowboy fans, and um, and I, I kind of want to introduce a little something that uh, a new segment for the show, and then we're going to call it over under. And so pretty much what we're going to do is I'm going to I'm going to ask a, I'm going to ask a question, and um, Danny's going to tell me if he thinks it's over or under. You ready? I'm ready. Dallas Cowboys will cause four turnovers against the Giants today, over under. I'm going to go under, and that's not because <clears throat> due to lack of lack of defense. I think that's going to be due to lack of New York Giant offense being on the field. I think we're going to see a lot of three and outs, a lot of punts, and it's hard to force turnovers when they're just going to run the ball every single time with Saquon Barkley. So I don't see the turnovers coming. I don't see the New York Giants scoring very many points or being on the field very often. However... I think throughout the season, we're going to see the Cowboys force a lot of turnovers. Patrick Mahomes throws three touchdowns over under. Well, that's we're a little late on that one. Patrick Mahomes has already got two touchdowns today. Um, they're about to come up on half, five minutes until halftime. So I'm always going to go over when it comes to Patrick Mahomes. I think he's the best quarterback in the league right now. I think he's lining up for another for an MVP season, another MVP season. Um, and You've said in the past you think he's going to fall off the cliff, and it was a 
It was all a hoax. It was he was just lucky. He hadn't seen him before. Well, he's already proven today against a tough Jaguars defense that that's not true. Redskins emerges the dark horse this season, and this one this one's going to be a little bit of a of a long term prediction. Redskins per. Um, they're the dark horse for a wild card spot under under over. Well, before today, I had already thought the Redskins were going to be the second place team in the NFC East behind the Cowboys. But as it turns out, they're already up seventeen to six against the Eagles right now, and I don't think the Eagles are as good as they were last or the previous two years. And I think the Redskins are sneaky good. Like the they got guys who you've got on your fantasy yep. team. He's he's a pretty good running back. He didn't do so well in the preseason, but I think Darius guys is a monster of a running back, or can be. I think Adrian Peterson is that veteran that can help lead that team. And they've actually got a solid defense. And with Case Keenum at quarterback, he's proved he's good enough. Well, something I want to talk about that I was I was pretty annoyed with um, is Green Bay-Chicago. Um, that was a horrible game. Uh, that that was sloppy. That was – it was boring. Um, it should have been – it should have been the defending Super Bowl champs, just like it always is. I, I – I don't know why they they went on they went and did this. Um, but your thoughts on on Chicago? Because my my thoughts are their defense is legit. They have a solid solid defense. Because Aaron Rodgers might be old and he might not be the Aaron Rodgers of three or four years ago, but Aaron Rodgers can still play. So where where do, where does this leave Chicago in in terms of improving? Um. To that game, it was 10-3 to final. <clears throat> the only exciting part was the very last two minutes. It was snooze pass. There was like seven punts in the first half from each team. It was ridiculous. It was boring, but it was typical Packers-Bears game. That's what they do. That's what they've done since the 1950s. That's how they play. And I think that game speaks more to the underrated Green Bay Packers defense. The Green Bay Packers have a solid defense, and it's going to be shown throughout the year. Um, the Bears, they're legit as well. I just think the Packers, they've got a new coach. They've got a, they've got Aaron Rodgers. And if you have Aaron Rodgers, you're dangerous. I hate him. Well, He's a thorn in the Cowboys' neck. Not for either, sure. But I think the Packers are underrated on the defensive side and will turn out to be one of the top defenses. Well, where, I kind of, where I'm kind of looking at it right now is you're right. This is with any rivalry, anything can happen. Um, when the Cowboys are playing, you know, the Giants or the Redskins or the Eagles, you know, it – it really doesn't matter what record is like. Uh, the Eagles always play the Cowboys well. So do the Giants. Well, except for the last you know season. But the Redskins and the Eagles have consistently played the Cowboys well. And I, I think that's true with any football rivalry. Is, is It's a different team when they come together. Um, but all I'm saying is that the, the Packers really I – don't, I don't think the Packers are legit. I think their defense, just like, just like I said – you play your rivals better than you play anybody. I don't think the Packers are going to be able – their defense is going to be able to sustain what they did, especially playing teams like the Vikings, um, who are who are also in their division. But I want to talk a little bit about the Kansas City Chiefs for a little bit. Um, Patty Mahomes, baby. I think Patrick Mahomes has done fine. Um, you know, I'm fine. Just the, fine. The only thing – hey – even the even the sun shines on a dog's ass. Oh, they don't win um, the MVP though. That's untrue. There have been a lot of MVPs that have been one hit wonders. Um, but but um, where where do you see him going? 
I mean, in terms of let's let's talk realistic. You know, let's I, you know because I think as of right now, the way that you know they played last year and the way that it's looking like they're playing today, they'll they'll for sure make the playoffs. Um, and I think as long as Patrick Mahomes can lose his smoker voice, I think I think he'll do fine. He's got the Kermit uh, problem. <laughs> well, before two yesterday. When Antonio Brown decided to pull this oh, crap gosh. and move on to the freaking Patriots, I had the Chiefs clear cut, nothing stopping him, all the way to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Now, they've got, well, I'm going to jump on the Patriots. They've got Antonio Brown. they got Philip Dorsett. They've got all kinds of receiving options. they got Josh Gordon. They, they lost Gronk, but Gronk was missing half the season. Anyway... So, I think the Chiefs are going to end up right where everybody else in the AFC ends up in the conference championship against the Patriots and lose it. And I was pulling for the Chiefs. They're my number one, number two AFC team. I always have an AFC team outside of the Cowboys just because it makes it more fun in the playoffs to pull for somebody. And usually my Cowboys <laughs> break my heart before the end of it all. So, the Jaguars and the Chiefs, which I think the Jaguars are legit again. They've got a monster defense if they can get their attitudes right. We just watched Miles Jack out there getting into it. Another scuffle and act like an idiot. Well, that's just weak-mindedness, <laughs> in my opinion. I, I think if you can't buy into the team and what and what you're doing as a team, um, I understand that in football tensions run hot sometimes, but you got to be able to control that. Yeah, and he'll get fined and probably suspended, which is well deserved. Mm-hmm. It's the only thing that's going to kill the Jaguars. But the Chiefs are they're lined up to get right back to the AFC Championship and to lose to the Patriots. So, so what do you think about this? This is something that I've been talking about for, for really a long time. I think, I think the NFC is the stronger division in football. Not only do I think the NFC is the stronger division out of the NFC AFC, but not just because I'm a Cowboys fan, but I think, I think the East is the most difficult division to play in in all of football. I don't think there's another division where, where it's as competitive as Cowboys, Eagles, Giants, and Redskins. The only one that I would say that comes close is the NFC North. With the Agreed. Packers, the Bears, Agreed. the uh, Lions, and who else is there? And Minnesota Vikings. They're, they're always, all, all four of them are always good. Well, recently, for sure. And they've been good since the 50s. Well, the Packers, the Bears, yeah. the Bears and the Bears. I just think. Oh, so the East is, is definitely <laughs> one of the most, most competitive, and I think, I mean, I think the NFC is just tough altogether. Even the NFC West is, they're good now. Now they clearly went to Seattle. <clears throat> well, anybody Seattle was a can, good team. Seattle anybody team. can come out of that division. Three, the point. I think the Rams are going to be the last place team in that division, and they were the Super Bowl. I mean, they got a Super Bowl hangover. So I don't know. I mean, it's hard for me to say that the NFC East is the toughest. I'm a Cowboys fan, so my heart says yes because I have. Don't want the Cowboys to lose it and say it's not tough. Well, for me, what it comes down to is is you're definitely right. There's a lot of history in the NFC North, just as there is the East and the West. Um, but really, the only team that's really stayed relevant <coughs> stayed relevant throughout the NFC North is the Packers. I mean, yes, the Bears had that golden era, but I mean, before last year, what they went twelve and 12 and 4, 12 and 3 last year. Um, they, they haven't done that in a long time. Not only that, but the Vikings just recently became relevant again. And that's just kind of what I've seen is 
Because the Packers are the only ones who've been able to sustain well, a when, solid <clears throat> a solid season and, and a dominant presence in the playoffs and Super Bowls. Well, when I look at a competitive division, I'm not looking at what division wins the most Super Bowls, because obviously that's going to come from the AFC with the Patriots. What I'm looking at is what division plays each other the hardest. And it's kind of like in college football, how I say Big 12 is the toughest, but it's only because of the way they play each other. Obviously, the Big 12 doesn't win national championships. Obviously, the NFC North doesn't win Super Bowls. But the way they play each other is you never know who's going to win, which to me speaks volumes to a tough division. But um, I think I think that overall the NFC is the NFC is is the division to play. It's just like in basketball, if you want to play in a consistently tough division, you go to the West. Um, because in the in the AFC, I mean, you've got I mean, you've got Pittsburgh, who who. Has who who hadn't been good over the last two seasons, and uh, you've got the Patriots. Well, really, and there's really always a toss up between. There's always that third random team. It's normally Patriots, Steelers, and then you know the Broncos one year, or you know it's always one random toss up team. Well, if you want to bring up the ideal of consistency, I would say the Patriots and the Steelers. Yes, the Steelers exactly. are their organizations yeah. are just set up to the point where. They're and they're both out of AFC. They're consistent. They yep. win every year. They're yep. in contention every year, and you never know what's going to happen there. I mean, you know the Patriots are going to win, but <laughs> I mean, as far as they're always going to be good, no matter what, who's playing. And I think that just comes down to organization, which the AFC. It I think it's two different parallels. If you're looking for defense, the NFC is the way to go. Offense is the AFC, and that's just kind of how it's been. Uh, NFC teams have been known for tough defenses, shut down defenses, and that AFC has been known for these high-powered offenses scoring 40 and 50 points a game. So I have a question for you. What's up? <clears throat> As it comes down, I want your Super Bowl prediction. So we're both going to go Cowboys. Let's Cowboys. get that off the table right now. Well, why do you think Cowboys? You t- you explain um, why. I think Cowboys. our defense is the best defense in the league. Agreed. I think Zeke just signed a monster contract and is going to show out just to prove everybody that he yep. deserved that contract. Agreed. I think Dak is fighting for a contract. I gonna, think so, too. And going to fight with all of his heart. But he's been a competitor for and I think with Zeke behind Dak, and they're unstoppable, and now they've got a receiving core, and Randall Cobb is old, but he's still good. They've got Amari Cooper, and Jason Witten came back, and although Jason Witten, he's never been fast. Never. He's probably a little slower now. He's been sitting in the booth for a year. He catches everything. But he catches everything over the middle. He's that, that safety one. The only thing I think we're going to kind of miss is that Cole Beasley type person, because we don't have that for once. Hey, about Austin. And he's injury prone, so I don't know. He is injury prone. He is injury prone. I think... With the O-line, Collins, Lyle Collins just got his contract. Yep. Everybody's getting paid and everybody will get paid. The only one that hasn't gotten paid is Dak and Cooper, which they're going to show out so they well, can and, get paid. And Connor Williams, just because he's, he's still on that rookie contract, but that's understandable. And we have the Sua Filoa. He's he's a guy who I think is like what you said. is he He's still in one of those prove-it prove it seasons where if they come out in there and, you know, because hear me out when I say this. I think that Zeke, with the offensive line and the defense, he has the potential to break the single-season rushing record. Potential. I'm not saying it's for sure going to happen. I'm not saying that he's going to be on track, you know, week six. I'm just saying that if things on paper, the way that it's laid out on paper, I think Zeke has a real shot at breaking the 2,100-yard the record. It's not crazy. And I say that because our defense is phenomenal. And if you've got a good defense, you can run the ball. 
And yep. Zeke is one of the running backs who will create holes even when they're not there. And he's got an awesome line. So there's going to be holes. He's going to be on the field. They're going to be running out the clock. I can see that coming. Well, and the reason that I think that the Cowboys are going to go to the Super Bowl is because, like you said, that there's a lot of people that are in prove-it contract, uh, that, that this is their prove-it prove it year. And uh, I think I think one thing, because I'm, I'm a – I'm a big Dak hater just because um, I think As am I. I think that there's a lot of things that he doesn't do well that starting quarterbacks should be able to do well, but he does have a lot of the intangibles. Like when Zeke was out, the uh, when we played uh, the Cardinals, I believe. I mean, he's diving over the goal line. I mean, he's a he's competitor. He is a competitor. You know, there's a lot of those intangibles that he has, but. Um, so I think I think that it's going to be the Cowboys just because, uh, like you said, defensively I think that they've got the best defense, and offensively I think they're going to be they're too dynamic of an offense to, you know, you can't just double team Amari Cooper and then you know the rushing attack dies. I think I think they're going to be attacking on every level. Well, like I said, we both have the Cowboys. Yeah, yep. and that's probably more of our hearts and our minds. Yeah, yep. who do you have them playing in the conference championship? As of right now, before the season started, I would have said the Browns on paper. No, 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 not Super Bowl yet. Let's not go there. Convert the NFC. Oh, NFC. I'm gonna say if the see that's 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 uh, that's been tough for me just because, like we said earlier, I think I think the NFC is the the toughest division, and I think the NFC has proven that there's there's a lot of toss up due to the fact that it's competitive. But if I had to put money on it, I would say probably. The Rams, due to the fact that the way that they played last season, if they can sustain that level of intensity and 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 that level of commitment, I think they're going to be a hard team to beat, just like the Cowboys. See, I don't like I said, I think the Rams are going to fall off, and they're winning right now, thirteen to nothing against a terrible Panthers team. But I think if we're going to go, I have two teams. I think it's either going to be the Vikings or these dang Packers, which I hate to play Aaron Rodgers in that situation. And I think the Packers are being slept on heavily, and I think they will come out, and I, they're going to make playoffs. They're going to win the North, and it's going to come down to the Vikings <clears throat> and the Packers, two NFC North teams. Well, put put a name to it. Who is it? Who is it? If you I'm had to bet, I can't bet against Aaron Rodgers. He's okay, the second best quarterback in the league behind Patrick Mahomes. I'm going Packers as long if he stays healthy. That's a big if. So um, I'll go ahead and let you know the AFC. I've already said it. The Patriots, they've got Patriots, Chiefs, Patriots. I think, but who do you have against the Cowboys in the Super Bowl? I I think again, I'm going off of I'm going off of on paper as of right now, just because the season is so is so fresh. Just you know, anybody can emerge. Um, but as of as of today, on paper, I would say that it's the Chiefs because I think the Chiefs are just like the Cowboys in the sense that they're dynamic. I think that they're a hard offense to stop. Um, with Patrick Mahomes' passing attack, and they just got Shady McCoy, and uh, and, and I mean, I, I mean, they just have so many weapons. Believe me, I want it to be the Chiefs with everything in me. That's who I'm pulling for. That's who I'm hoping it is. But I can, uh, you bet against the Patriots, they make you, they make you eat the crow. So, <clears throat> who do you? What quarterback outside of Patrick? You don't like Patrick Mahomes, so we can include him. Do you think will be the number one fantasy quarterback this year? 
Um, and, and, and let me set something straight. It's not necessarily that I don't like Patrick Mahomes. It's just, I'm just not the guy. I I don't like to buy into hype. Um, you know, there's been, there've been very few players that I've bought into the hype early and that, that goes across all sports. But I think, you know, I think it's, I, I think you're doing yourself an injustice to say that after one solid season that somebody's legit, but the best quarterback I'm thinking I'm thinking, I mean, we, we fantasy kind of about, I know, fantasy-wise, fantasy-wise, I think, I think I'm going to have to go with somebody like, like, like Lamar Jackson. I mean, I think we had a conversation earlier, and, and I mean, you're right. I mean, those guys, the only reason that I think Lamar Jackson may not end up is because, like, the reason that Cam scores so many points is, I don't, I don't care who's, who's running at him at the one-yard line, Cam is six six. I mean, Cam's a massive body, where Lamar Jackson is, what, Six foot, two hundred pounds, and as I said before, Lamar Jackson is on my fantasy team. I drafted him. I could have had Dak. I could have had a couple of other top quarterbacks. I went with Lamar Jackson because I think he truly will be the best fantasy quarterback. They've got an O line, they've got a solid defense, and he's going to spend a lot of time on the field. He can run, he can throw, and he's a he's an out of the pocket passer, which these guys put up massive fantasy numbers. Okay, well, so let's let's kind of transition a little bit into into out of the games this week, who are the biggest winners and the biggest losers in your mind? Like, what do you, what are you looking for in somebody who is going to cap off a season with a first week win and or loss? You know, where where can somebody that did lose where can they improve that may put them at, in a position where they may not lose too many games? You know, what what are you looking for week one in a team? I mean, there's a lot of teams like the Patriots who treat the first four games season like the preseason. They don't go out there and give it their all because they don't play their players they in don't. the actual preseason. So the first four games of the regular season are essentially the preseason to them. So I don't read too much into it. The games I think matter are these big rivalry games like the Packers-Bears, the Cowboys-Giants, the huge rivalries. Outside of those two games, I don't see any other this week that hold, <clears throat> that'll set things up for the future. I think the rest, all these teams can bounce back and just like, I mean, Miami... Everybody knew they were going to tank this year. They got rid of everybody. And I, I want to get into Miami a little bit, a little bit later. But let's let's but finish. Man, I mean, I don't. I just don't see any of these other games being that vital. I mean, Cowboys, Giants, and maybe Patriots, Steelers. But like I said, Patriots treated like preseason. So even if they lose, it doesn't bother Bill Belichick. He doesn't care, and they don't even have Antonio Brown playing this week. So I'm glad. I'm glad that you brought up the Dolphins because um, I, I'm. Flabbergasted would even be too short of a word for the way that I feel. They're starting um, Mr. Fitzpatrick, which I don't have any beef towards Fitzpatrick. I just think this is this is kind of my mindset: is they're a team who they know they're not going to be good this season. They're, they've gone into the season, they know they're not they're not competing for a Super Bowl. They know they're not going to win very many games, and they start Fitzpatrick. In my opinion, I think that this. I think what this is showing is that it's a coaching staff that 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 truly doesn't understand the game because if it were me, I have I have Josh Rosen, which I'm not saying he's great, but this is going to be a phenomenal quarterback draft class. So I want to know, and they're gonna and they're gonna have a chance to pick early. So what I want to do is I want to get Rosen in there. I want to see what is what he's like with his back against the wall. I want to see what he's like. I just want to know Josh Rosen to know. Who I have to draft? Do I have to draft around him or? And I think this organization has been ready to run, and this is the first good move they've made. 
I think when they picked up Rosen, they knew they didn't want Rosen. I think they got him to trade him next year because I think they're taking to get the first overall pick and get one of these top quarterbacks like the uh, what's his name from Oklahoma? Uh, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. So one of them, <clears throat> they're trying to get the top quarterback next year. And Rosen was simply a trade pawn. So when they have him next year, they can turn around and shift Rosen to New York if <coughs> their uh, Daniel Jones if Daniel Jones doesn't work out or shift him off somewhere. Like Jack, well, like but what Jaguars. team? What team would pick him up if he doesn't play? This will be his second season. Well, yeah, mediocre he's season. Have, he's gonna have a lot of time behind veteran quarterbacks. But, but this Patrick isn't a solid veteran quarterback. He is, and he's been good, and he could. He, I think he could lead a team to the playoffs. He's shown he can. But he's a turnover machine. I think what he's done, what they've done with Rosen, is the smartest thing they've done in a long time. They've got trade bait. Quarterbacks are vital to the team's success, and I think they've got somebody there. Who can lead a team eventually, but he's going back to that old school, let the quarterback develop quarterback. The Tom Brady's of the world, the Aaron Rodgers of the world, who sat behind veterans for years and then come to Jimmy Garoppolo. You know. become, but he wasn't there that long. He was there for two years as a backup. Well, I, I thought he was there for three years. And then Garoppolo, and then whoever they have now. They've had so many. I mean, but all those quarterbacks turned out to be starters. And I think what they've done with Rosen is the smartest way they could have handled anything that they've handled over the past few years. Because next year, I think Miami will be in contention because they will have a good quarterback. They will have a solid defense because they'll trade off Rosen for somebody solid. But, you can get but again, but again, what what team is going to trade for a guy who's unproven in the NFL or who's going to give enough to make it worth it? I think they're going to let him play for the year to show what he's worth. That's why they're letting him develop. And I think any of these teams, like the Jaguars, who Nick Foles just got hurt and he's injury prone, there's a ton of teams that quarterback is unsure. The Redskins just brought in Case Keenum. Case Keenum is known to not last more than a year. All these quarterbacks, all these teams need a solid quarterback, and I think Rosen will be that next year. And I don't think Miami ever had the intention of him being their franchise quarterback. Um. So, but but like I said though, I think I think even if you are going about it in the ra- or in the in the terms of trade bait, I I still think sitting. Sitting a quarterback is a bad deal because it would be the same thing as if the Cowboys try to trade Cooper Rush. You know, the, they're not going to get much for him due to the fact that he's unproven. Rosen is no Cooper Rush, and Cooper Rush has proven that he can't be a starter. He tried before Dak came in. He was above that. Was he not? Mm-mm. He was drafted after that. <clears throat> it was Kellen Moore that was. Well, a, he it was Kellen Moore, Tony Romo above. He got to play last year a little bit. He played the year before when Dak got hurt, and he's proven that he can't be a starter. Rosen, everybody, like, all the experts that talk about Rosen, they say he can be good. He can't, but can and is are two different things, but I just don't see the, I think they're smart in the sense that if they put him in there and he gets hurt, they just lost any value he did have. Whereas if they keep him healthy, he was a first-round quarterback at the time, he can get traded off. And so I think it, I mean, I think it was a good move. Um, so I just got an ESPN alert about these first half numbers, and just like I said, Two top quarterbacks right now, Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. Patrick Mahomes has 313 yards and two touchdowns. Lamar Jackson has 210 yards and four touchdowns. This game is changing, and these quarterbacks are taking over. Well, I, I mean, I said it a little earlier today. I'm ready for this these scrambling this scrambling quarterback phase to uh, phase phase to end. Um, I think I think historically, you go back and and you look at who actually makes it 
not not even necessarily to the playoffs, but to the Super Bowl. I think overwhelmingly it's the traditional quarterback that can throw now. But these scramblers are fun to watch for sure, and they put up great fantasy points, but they don't win the big games. This isn't a phase. It's coming. <clears throat> it's an evolution. The game is changing. As you can see, all these pocket quarterbacks who have been known, like the Drew Breeses, the Tom Brady's, Aaron Rodgers is a semi-scrambler. He, he can move. But all these quarterbacks that have won Super Bowls over the past 15 years are starting to age out. It's becoming the end, and what's moving in is this new age running quarterback, and they're doing dang good. Like, Patrick Mahomes is one pass away from the Super Bowl, and they would have easily won it last year. Well, but but you're, I mean, but that's what you're saying. But that's what I'm saying is they don't win these games. But the they just don't. These pocket quarterbacks aren't Tom Brady's anymore. No, they're not, but you have people like, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw Daniel Jones out there, and I know that this is a bad example because he's only played the preseason, but – Typical pop, pocket passer, and I'm not saying never scramble, and I'm not saying that that we should get rid of. I'm not saying we should get rid of anybody. I'm just saying that this whole you know QB draw, you know, relying on your quarterback's legs. I, I, I just I just think it's going to be bad for the game in the long run. I think it's bad, like what happened to Cam when they do rely on the quarterback's legs. But that's I think when they have the ability, they don't. These teams that don't rely on the quarterback legs, like the Ravens, the Cowboys, they don't rely on that to run the ball today and run the. Well, but that's what I'm saying is you look at what happened in, in Carolina is they had a solid running back, and Cam was a feature. But they never had he was a line like Well, no, 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 no. Like the Ravens. Well, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is today, yeah, you've got, you've, got a, you've got a solid running back who can get you yards, and, you know, the whole Cam Newton draw takes the, takes the defense by, by storm. But what happens when, when you don't have a solid running back? You're going to be leaning on that running quarterback, just like they did in Carolina. Well, I mean, time will tell, but I think you'll see this evolution coming to fruition, and I think times are changing, and we've got to go with it. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm on the fence about it, and I guess, I guess this has been like some of our conversations where we're just gonna have to let time tell. But uh, guys, um, as always, it's been a good time. Um, go follow us on Twitter at Debate Is Great. Um, find us on iTunes and SoundCloud, and. Uh, Have a good day.